Andrea. How are you going? Hey, um, you're right. I hope so. That's right. This is NBA Australia. It is Monday, September 11. Oh, jeez. Where were you go? Where were you 22 years ago? Uh, I was on the couch actually uh, when that all went down. Pretty chaos. Uh, but oddly enough, weirdly enough, September 11 has now got a uh, you know much happier. Vibe for me, because it's also the first birthday of Squid Dose. How good is that? That's right, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. Go check it out. Uh, you can read all my NFL, NBA, AFL, whatever musings. Uh, you can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab, NBA, and NFL, as well as CodeBet Daily, and in the paper. Every single day, all the way around this wide round of land of ours. I'm here back in Larry Armour Studios, the comforting surrounds of the home studio. Uh, because FIBA, the World Cup is done. The Germans won, which was pretty crazy. And to talk about that, we'll talk about the end of the World Cup. We'll have some quick winners and losers. Uh, we'll do some year nahs and unpopular opinion of the day in our back take house where we're serving up a flame grilled take. Uh, and then we'll just quickly throw a couple of uh, nice, tasty team win over-unders at you for the NBA season. I'm just going to do three that I'm just, like, pretty intrigued by. Just a nice way to finish off the show. And then we'll close out with a brand-new Delhi review. That's right, because why not? You can't forget about Delhi. All right, episode 964 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. (laughs) What was that glitch? (laughs) Nervous laughter. Is Skynet taking over? Uh, No, let's just play the uh, Marge (laughs) and just get on with the show. Watch out for the shark attack. I mean, I hope you guys could hear that weird during the Joe Ingalls drop because that was fucking strange as. Like, did I just get zapped by Skynet and I'm just going to, like, crack one day and just, like, lose it? As the machines take over? Who knows? Either way, (laughs) let's start today's show the way we start every show with the daily around. That's right, the whoop uh, not a giant amount of other news going on. We're talking pretty much primarily uh, ye olde FIBA World Cup. Uh, the oldest living NBA player is no longer living, uh, which is a bit of a shame. He was at 101. <laughs> Struck down in his prime. Uh, <laughs> Stanley Whitey Vonita. Uh, f- the oldest living former NBA player. 101. Not, not bad. Played for the Blackhawks and the Bullets. Pretty crazy. Played 59 games, too. Uh, either way, otherwise, not too much else really going on beyond the fact that uh, I think Houston have brought back Boban to back up our man Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale and Alperin Shagoon on a one-year deal. But really, not much else apart from the USA melting the fuck down. How good was that? There is nothing better then USA and Team USA just fucking copping one, isn't there? God, it's good. The hubris 
Ah, oh, sweet hubris. I got beaten by Canada. What's going on? They're like, ooh, this is a good game I like to play. This is a fun game. We could play it on car parks. Uh, beaten at their own game. Oh, gee, but it was a Canadian direction. Anyway, uh, but really, let's give it up for the Germans. Germany. Germany. Uh, I had to play the German national anthem there. Uh, they were awesome. And they are your world champions. That's right. Blow it out your ass again. Oh, the NBA blokes who win the domestic league are world champions, actually. No, they're not. Shut up, nerd. Tell you what. The world champions, the Germans, are fucking rad. Also, it means that Australia is kind of basically silver medalists. <laughs> How do you figure, Jim? Oh, well... I'll tell you, Germany went eight and fucking oh. Eight no. And we pushed her right to the bloody brink. Which is very cool. Uh, I think we were, what, the second closest team to get to them? Because they beat the USA the other day. And uh, then turned around and beat Serbia in the title game. 83-76. So to be honest, we actually gave them a real fucking good shake. And uh, the entire thing was just fucking great. Why? I love a good FIBA World Cup, and that was a very, very fun one. So uh, good times, great memories. We'll always remember where we all were as Australia shit the bed against Slovenia, got knocked out, but at the same time, it's a really fun tournament. And I think we learned a couple of things, didn't we? I.e., the NBA is not the be-all and fucking end-all. Of course, we know that. We're in Australia. Look at the NBL. One of the best domestic leagues in the uh, in the world. I don't think we call the Sydney Kings the world champions, though, do we? <laughs> Fucking arrogant ass USA Americans. Oh, that, that it's the best team in the best competition. The world's the world champions. No, it's not. You fucking lunatics. Um, but this was really great and sort of capped off by the fact that we had an all Euro final, which is rad. We had Canada versus the US for the bronze, and fucking Canada beat them in overtime in an absolute ball terror of a game. What was it 127, 118 in the overtime? Absolute fucking chaos. And it was very, very cool as well. But it also sort of shows that, look, you do have a smattering of NBA talent in that uh, gold, medal, gold medal match, but it's not like a massive amount. You've got Gajuric, you've got Jovic, you've got Bogdan Bogdanovic. Uh, and then, obviously, Canada starting an all-NBA uh, five. You've got Kelly Olynyk and Nicky Alexander-Walker coming off the bench as well. And the team with, obviously, the full complement of NBA players, <laughs> the USA, got fucking bounced. Woo! Absolutely love it. Uh, so, Germany, this was just an awesome game. Uh Sort of held them off, really just put the fucking blowtorch to them in the third quarter. And then, Dennis Schroeder, I am German, Rondo! Had the finishing touches down the stretch. Fuck, he was good all tournament. He had one uh, Barry Crocker shocker game. But other than that, like, he was just, oh, I fucking meant. Like, chaos so. The bloke averaged 19.1 points a game, but god damn. It was fantastic from basically the get-go. He shredded the boomers. 
He had 28 in the final. Uh, the worst one he had was like that Lativia game where he had nine points on four of 26 shooting, which uh, earns him a uh, bit of an honorary... Spud, 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 Like, you can be a world champion and still be a spud, you know? Which is awesome. He shot 426 in that game. That is absolutely fucking chaos. 15%. Absolutely amazing. 4 of 18 on twos, 0 of 8 from downtown. Turned it around, had 17 against the US in the uh, semi. They sneak by, and then he rocks it all off with 28. Absolutely awesome. It is amazing, though. He had his high-scoring game against the Boomers. He had the 30, shredded us, put us to the sword, got his team out of the group, and they went 8 and fucking 0. Bloody hell, Germany! We don't like it when you get a bit too dominant. We've all learned what happens there. Don't mention the war. Anyway, so congrats to Germany. What a fucking run. Awesome, weird, funky team. Uh, made up of like Voigtman and Tice and Obst. Uh, they got Franz Wagner. Hello. Back for the medal rounds. And the last, what was the last three? Um, he had 19 in the gold medal match and just looked fucking handy. God, he just gave them an extra fun dimension. I hate that pumpkin-headed fuck Mo Wagner, though. Eight points and four rebounds and about 48 sooks in 40 fucking minutes. Uh, their other dudes, so between Franz and Schroeder, they got seven points out of Isaac Bonga and uh, Johan Voigtman, who had 12, 8, and 3. Just fucking everywhere at times, too. They just have, like, a really serviceable uh, mix, right, between Tice and Voigtman and the two Wagners and Schroeder, but really just sort of shows you in FIBA. If you've got that absolute speedy point of attack guard, like we literally had for the last, what, 12 years with Patty, and then you sort of see if he loses a bit of a step, it gets fucking hard, bro. It gets fucking hard. And sort of you look at Team USA and go, uh, what do they do wrong? <laughs> well, they had no fucking size. It's kind of the weird part. And uh, Anthony Edwards, everyone's sort of like that. It's like, he's a superstar. He is. But FIBA's just a little bit different. Um, there wasn't a fucking amazing moment in that bronze medal game, though. Not only was Dylan Brooks going, just having an out-of-body experience, 39 points, absolutely fucking incredible. But Mika Bridges had that insane fucking uh, missed free throw and ends up with a four-point play after hitting the first one, missing the second one, going out with the rebound and just fucking step back, turn around three. Absolutely amazing. And uh, he was awesome against SGA too. That was a great matchup. Uh, but anyway, to just finish off Serbia, Germany, and the win, the Germans to go 8-0 and is just awesome. Like They run through Japan. They beat Australia. They beat Finland. They smoke Georgia. They get past Slovenia, which was awesome. And then Lativia, USA, and Serbia. 8-0. and fucking oh. What a run. Not even in the heyday of Dirk Nowitzki did they do anything like this. And the coolest part was it sort of just showed you how well coached they were, how well their game plan worked. And when you have someone like Schroeder and a couple of handy wings, but also just more than serviceable bigs in a FIBA setting like Voigtman, Tyson, and Mo Wagner, you can do a shit ton of damage. I mean... 
even in the gold medal match, right? They shot seven to twenty-two from three, and it's like, yeah, it's because their entire game wasn't predicated on just bombing away threes. It's like Schroeder cutting, slicing and dicing his way to the rim, like the absolute settler bucket that he had right down the stretch of just like throwing it high off the glass. He had he did that about eighty fucking times this World Cup. So that was very cool. Uh, props to Serbia as well. I really enjoyed watching them all tournament. Just hit a wall, it felt like. Bogdan was really fucking good. He's a leader. God, I love Bogdan. Watch out for him this year. You had Avram, uh, was it Avramovich? That's right. He had 21. Uh, and that was kind of it, right? They just couldn't quite keep up. And when, when they got the uh, screws turned on them in the third quarter, it was Packer up, boys. And uh, they, you know, made a fist of it late, but the Germans just kept them at arm's length. And it sort of just shows you it's a tough fucking game, and it's hitting on a point that I made in last the last show, right? About how, uh, and I think this point got a fair amount of feedback from folks, which I so I, I thought I think folks appreciated it. I don't know the pansy ass way that you play basketball in the NBA where you can fucking bitch and moan and have a sook at the refs and the refs are stopping the play all the fucking time to check everything every two fucking seconds. Everybody's got 87 fucking timeouts and we just stop the flow of the game and it's this fucking tiny little bite-sized bullshit. You put the fucking flame to the ass of the Americans in this one and they fell to fucking pieces. Meanwhile, Serbia, Germany... Like even Canada had some big sketchy moments down the stretch, but it was teams like Latvia that were probably the most impressive to me, right? Latvia w- without the extreme zinger meal, which is pretty chaos. Extreme zinger meal. Uh, just going at it, and it sort of shows you like the world champion moniker is fucking hilarious when the Americans, oh, what are you talking about? Of course, with world champions, just the best fucking thing in the world. It's like, yeah. And who are the world champion? Who leads those world champion teams in your fucking estimation, you idiots? Who did it this year? That's right, Nikola Jokic, not American. He and his buddy Jamal Jamal Murray, also not American. Who won it two years before that? Giannis, that's right. Greek, what are we doing here? Dirk Nowitzki, back in the olden days, (laughs) 2011. This simple idea, and you've got, like, obviously, Luca. At some point, the USA will get its fucking blinkers off and go, right, yes, of course. The basketball world, uh, the blokes who keep winning the fucking MVP in our league aren't from here. Maybe the idea of sending them through a bunch of colleges is a bit fucking outdated. Maybe... The AAU circuit is completely fucked in the head and isn't producing very good basketball players. I don't know. Maybe, especially though, I think it comes down to a tournament like this, right? Like the Olympics are a shorter tournament uh, in terms of there's less games. I mean, as you saw, Germany had to go through and win eight straight. It gets a little bit like a hint easier when you have that one less game to play, I reckon, in the old... uh, Olympic schedule, but the Germans went out and did it. They played together. They played a tough brand of basketball. They had moments where they looked shook, but they beat the USA. Like, it's not some fucking weird thing where the USA just had, like, a shit game. It's like, nah, Germany beat them. That was very cool. Uh, Canada and the USA, that game was awesome. 127-118, as mentioned. SGA at 31-6-12. But Dylan Brooks shot the fucking balls off it. 
Seven of eight from three for his 39. Put on a display. Uh, for the US, I think in that one, that was Ant-Man at 24 and 23 for Reeves. Just they sat a couple of blokes down the stretch as well who uh, very clearly didn't fit in what Steve Kerr was kind of gunning for here. Uh, one of which was uh, someone who's going to pop up in a second when it comes to winners and losers. But it was a great indictment on the U.S. ascendancy, you know? It's like, oh, we'll roll Austin Reeves out there and we'll beat her. And it's like, no, you fucking won't. What are you talking about? Oh, we'll put, like, I don't know, Jalen Brunson, Mikael Bridges and Ant-Man and Josh Hart. They're our best basketball players. like, no, they're not. Stop lying to yourselves and to us, you fucking idiots. But great job by Canada. First medal, they smashed us. Best finish by their men's team ever. Uh, and they do feel like the sort of sleeping giant of the uh, international basketballing scene, don't they? Because that's without Wiggins, without Murray and co. they got some other dudes in the pipeline as well. And it's great to see, like a much more coalescing of talent on that Canadian team than on the US team, you know what I'm saying? Like, very clear, RJ Barrett, SGA, superstars. Basically, in these roles for this tournament. And then Dylan Brooks goes, you know how you all fucking hate me? It's like, yes. He's like, well, fucking suck on this. And you're like, I don't want to, but that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Words I've never heard. There you go. Um, Dylan Brooks was fucking awesome. And it's like the one thing we're like, I could probably swing my opinion if this was what he was doing all the time. Instead, he's usually just a pain in the ass who's just shit. And instead, he's like, actually, check this out. I'm going to play for Canada and give him a fucking all. It's like, do that all the time, you idiot. And then we might fucking love it. But yeah. I love a bit of the parody. I love that we saw Germany make it all the way. I saw. I love that we had like a really strange, fun, cool uh, final. What was it? Eight Lithuania, Italy, Italy making it is just bizarre. Slovenia, obviously, Latvia. Um, but it sort of shows you, yeah, you can build like a happy collective rather than just a bunch of breakout talents. And weirdly enough, I kind of think that was half the problem with the Boomers team. We never felt like we had that sort of collect... Like, you can say Boomer culture as much as you want. But it never looked like they played like that, which is a big difference. Germany looked like they fucking played like that from the absolute get-go. Serbia did too, Lithuania, Latvia, I said. And Australia just didn't quite have it. It's weird. As I said, we need just like one more motherfucker and we might be all right. Is that going to be Ben Simmons? I don't know. But still, it was awesome. Uh, Josh Giddy also won the award for the, was it the Rising Star? First ever, I think it was. Uh, you got to be 21 or younger and play four four games in the comp. So um, that was great. He was absolutely fantastic as well. It's like, I don't know if I banged on about, enough, about it enough. He had 19.4 points a game, five rebounds and six assists. He was awesome. The kid, lighting up. That's actually not a bad eye. Bad nickname for the uh, for Giddy. The Kid. I like that. Son of Woz. <laughs> anyway, he was fantastic. Great job by Gids. And a uh, very obvious uh, candidate and winner for the first ever Rising Star Award. Gnarly effort. I enjoyed the shit out of this uh, FIBA World Cup. 
And it's kind of cool because we get to do it all again next year for Gay Party in the Olympics next year. Uh, let's do some winners and losers, shall we, from this just quickly. Uh, we'll fang through it and see, do, do some stuff. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me Ken Brockman. That's actually Germania. Uh, Germania were fantastic. This was so cool. The fact that we lost to Germany, you know, you sort of see thinking, oh, fuck, man, I can't believe we lost to Germany. Uh, plenty of folk have asked me since, uh, Jimmy, does that mean that we actually lost to the best team out there? Is that okay? Yeah, nah, no, because we should have fucking beaten them. That's my big problem. <laughs> we should have beaten the world champs. Who knows? We could have won the entire fucking thing as well. God damn it, I'm more frustrated than like, oh, well, at least we lost to the guys who won. That's always nice, but still, when you should beat them, it just stings even more. Anywho, other winners, obviously, Dennis Schroeder, I am German Rondo. Uh, dude is a German legend for life. He's like on the level of, I don't know, like Wiener schnitzels and fun beers. <laughs> what else is Germany known for? Don't mention the war. All right, I shan't. Uh... I don't know, Michael Schumacher, <laughs> cars, don't mention, anyway, uh, but Schroeder was fucking fantastic, what an absolute legend this entire tournament, kept them afloat, won them that game against the Boomers, just sort of kept on cruising, and the way that he bounced back from the Latvia game, the, like, going 4 of 26 is just, like, that next game could be, it could swing either way, right, it could be fucking horrible, it could be okay, and he managed it, right? He had 17 on 13 shots and then finished up. It's like he worked his way back into form for the Serbia game. So Dennis Schroeder, absolute winner. He is going to talk so much shit in this NBA season. That is awesome. What a legend. Franz Wagner, hello, came back. The squad coalesced around him. He played his balls off as well. I just love the way that Franz plays. I really do. I mean, just imagine having an NBA draft uh, where you didn't take Franz Wagner and instead, you know, you took, like, Jonathan Kaminga. (laughs) Oh, you got to be so angry if you're the Warriors. He's, like, the perfect fit on that team as well. They're like, nah, man, we're going to get Kaminga. Kaminga's going to be way better. Here's a good question, though. Who would you rather right now, Jalen Green or Franz Wagner? I think green's shit. I'm just saying. Uh, Right. So Franz and his big old pumpkin-headed brother, world champions. But that's great. Imagine being in that draft class with, like, what, Cunningham and Green and Mobley and co. And you're like, "Uh, hey, fellas, only one world champ here. The champ is here. And Mo Wagner's like, yeah, me, hello. It's like, shut up, Mo. Fucking dickhead. Uh, Dylan Brooks, that's a big win. That is a big win. If there was ever a man who needed that win, it was Dylan Brooks. Just to turn the entire sort of focus on him all the way back around and go, oh, yeah, I can see why Houston paid him that much. We don't remember the dude who, like, shit-talked his way out of the playoffs and got his ass kicked by LeBron and co., but here we are. Good job, Dylan Brooks. Great job. Great effort. (laughs) Uh, Fun, though, wasn't it? Good on him. I, for one, am happy for him. Not too happy, but happy enough. 
Uh, right. Whom else? SGA. He was ice cold in that bronze medal game. Got him fired up at the start of the overtime as well. Uh, he had like the first five points of that and away he went. He is just one of those dudes where you go, he like there's no fucking ceiling. Like there's no roof, there's the ceiling. It's the ceiling is the fucking sky, bro. Off we go. SGA rules. My God, Bridges. Only bloke it felt like it stepped up at times. Team USA. He's going to be awesome this year, I reckon. <clears throat> to the point where I think Brooklyn will be surprised at how fucking good he is. Bogdan, same vibe. I think Bogdan's going to come out and have like one of the absolute fucking all-time like, oh, shit. He just played in the FIBA World Cup. Now he's out here to kick some ass and take some names. That's awesome. And final winners, obviously, Australia. Because we lost to the champs, which basically makes us the silver medalists. Or at least if, you know, bronze medalists again because we were the second closest team to get to them. So, not bloody bad, bro. Kelly Olenek can be a winner as well. That fucking hoser. Look at him. He's the most Canadian-looking motherfucker in the history of Canada. And he's like, oh, no, this is pretty cool, eh? I've also got a bronze medal. <laughs> which is the most Canadian of all the medals. It's very nice, very inoffensive, and good on him. Uh, right. Oh, also, we'll give it to Luca. He played out the tournament as well, which I thought was really cool. Because I'm going to get to a couple of dudes in the second that uh, didn't. But Luca ends up leading the entire World Cup in points per game at 27. Just behind, uh, just ahead of Jordan Clarkson from, uh, well, Philippines. There is 26. But SGA, 24 and a half. Cat had 24.4. He should have way more. And my beloved Rondé Hollis-Jefferson out there playing for Jordan. Pretty good gear. Pretty, pretty good gear. Uh, of course, Josh Giddy with his 19.4 points again in the game as well. Big winner. Came out of that. And if nothing else, Australia's a winner because we've got a bit of clarity. We know exactly probably what we need to fix and what we need to do heading into the Olympics. Right, what about the losers? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Losers. Loser. 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 Uh, Steve Kerr. Yeah, this coaching gig's a bit fucking hard when you don't have Steph Curry, isn't it, Steve? He's like, this fucking sucks. Bit easier when you got one of the fucking best players in the history of the NBA in your team. Uh, so sucked in. Look, no, I, very clearly I love Steve Kerr, but it's also just one of those things where I, uh, every so often, unpopular opinion of the day, coaching matters only so much. You know, you can have people prepared, you can coach up pretty good plays. Still comes down to the talent on the fucking court a lot. And, like, not being able to get this team in the right headspace is kind of like the big sort of knock for me because another loser, Brandon Spindles Ingram. There's a bloke who was not happy to be on this team. Zero minutes in the semi and the bronze medal game with an illness, a.k.a. I'm sooking and crying so much I spewed, just like the four-year-old squid. (laughs) Which I also think is fucking hilarious. But really, what is he doing? The dude played six, like... Six games, he misses those last two. He averaged 5.7 points. This is one of the more versatile scorers in the NBA. Uh, just not suited to this sort of game. The two ISO-heavy spindles completely fucking cooked it and had to chuck a sickie in the last two games to avoid being embarrassed, which I think is more embarrassing 
You fucking crybaby. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a loser. Oh, but Jim, defensive player of the year. Yeah. How about you get a fucking rebound, Jaron? Nah, man. Oh, I just like shooting threes and fouling. It's like, <laughs> I mean, nailed it. <laughs> you know? He was shit. Like, and you look at the build, you look at the skill set, you're like, this should be an ideal template uh, for a FIBA 5. Uh, hashtag spoiler alert, he was not, because you also need to be able to stay on the fucking court. He played 16 minutes a game and averaged three fouls, basically, which was basically the same as his rebounds. I don't know. I would prefer my starting center for Team USA to get more than 2.9 rebounds a game. What are we doing? He's fucked. <laughs> but it's also like the Team USA never quite realized that how did Jaron Jackson Jr. thrive? It's like not playing as the lone big man. It's like, well, put next, put him next to Steven Adams. Like, well, we've got shit Steven Adams over there. We're in Walker Kessler. And Walker Kessler's like, hello. Uh, but Jaron Jackson Jr. was shit and was a massive loser. Talk about a fucking rep. Absolutely copped it. Played like dog shit the entire tournament. Like, there was a couple of moments early on, but it's like, yeah, you can beat New Zealand. Great job. You beat Jordan. Good on you. And then goes completely fucking MIA. Uh, Austin Reeves, speaking of uh, the shine coming off a little bit, he had a pretty good run, but it's also like, yeah, he's still Austin Reeves, folks. Just... Pump the fucking brakes, would you? Just once. Uh, I'd also give a bit of a quick loser. Probably. Look, Jalen Brunson, I felt like, should have had much more to say in this tournament. And he never quite got there. Uh, And, of course, Mo Wagner. Fuck, I hate that pumpkin-headed whinger so much. Maybe I'm the loser because now he's a world champion. Anyway. There you go. There's some FIBA talk. Let's do some yeah, nahs. We'll do a couple of sneaky NBA win over-unders, and then we'll get the fuck out of here and leave it to it. Right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys. This is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Let's do some Yenaz. Brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. That's right. You better get your merch. Steve up. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. You can do that at nbaastraya.com slash shop or just click through all the pretty pictures on the socials. Buy a hoodie, buy a t-shirt. Help your mate Jim. Oh, fucking those stubby holders are not here. I'm going to have to chase that up and send some emails. That's just fucking hit me like a ton of bricks. God damn it. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I promise there will be stubby holders soon. Right, let's get into some yeah nahs. Jason Walters, hey, Simmy, Jimmy, seeing as the boomers need a big guy, if Bangers has a good NBL season, is he a chance to come in for the Olympics? Yeah, nah, nah. Unless he, like, basically turned into fucking, like, 32 and 8 bangers. He's probably just gone that little bit too far along in the age department. And that's kind of like... I sort of was yelling about this last episode, right? Like about how 
it'd be really nice if we just had another Bogut. <laughs> another, like, or like, you know, you think about over the years, like the sort of versatile bigs we've been able to throw out there. Um, like, Bangers was basically our best player, like the 14 World Cup. And having someone like that, having someone like Bogues, just folks with a big fucking body can, like, you know, marshal your defense, makes a big difference. And, like, I love the Grim Reaper, but he's not quite there. Um, and it's a big fucking shame, like, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau couldn't obviously go in this World Cup. And it does feel like he would have made a big difference, but defensively, even Landau still has a little bit. Of a ways, he's a bit of a ways away from a fucking Brian Bogut, obviously. Uh, Matt Bell, Mo Wagner, is there a more flopping, whining, and annoying fake tough guy when winning? Yeah, nah, <laughs> there is not. He is a fucking flog of the highest order. And Matt Bell also added in Luca wins the FIBA flopping MVP. Yeah, nah, yeah. It's one of my favorite aspects of the FIBA game as well that. The unsportsmanlike fouls get whipped out, like the warning for the flop. And then after that, it's like, fuck you. I will tee you up, motherfucker. And that is a great vibe. Absolutely great vibe. So, as I sort of said, the way the FIBA game rolls, I'll get to this in a second, uh, is way more enjoyable in terms of just being a fucking sports fan. I'll tell you. Matty Owens had a good one. Six out of the eight quarterfinals. The Euros gym, Euro basketball, and Euro players are underrated, especially in the NBA, considering Jokic and Giannis not even there. How could I even have, uh, forget the Extreme Zinger Meal? The Extreme Zinger Meal. And your mate Demartis. Yeah, nah. They are underrated. This is kind of my point that I hit on earlier, right? The world champion vibe. It's like, who the fuck do you think has been dominating your league the last decade, you dickheads? Giannis, the Joker, even in beads, not American. Like, what are we doing? Like, you've got the Zinger, you've got the Manus Sabonis. Very clearly, Josh Giddy about to become a full-blown super-duper star. Uh, but I think this sort of leads much more to my point about the toughness and the togetherness of the Euro teams and playing in, like, a, a type of FIBA ball uh, where a collective is sort of substantially better than just, like, you know, individual talents. And, like, you think about Serbia making it all the way without Jokic is fucking crazy. You imagine how good Greece would have been without uh, with Giannis, maybe Latvia with the extreme Zinger meal. Oh, man. Sabonis would have been fucking awesome. But, yeah, this is kind of, like, the problem. So, anyway, I love my mate Sabonis, Suvlaki King. Anywho, um, Tomato Sabonis, absolute legend. I would much rather have seen him out there too. Breaks your heart a little bit. Anyway, uh, what else? We have some other ones. But yeah, it's like the Euro basketball, Euro players, wildly underrated. And I reckon the leagues are as well. Like it's not as flashy. It's not as, I don't know, uh, sexy and fun to watch sometimes as the old NBA, obviously. But players are badass. Like, and we tend to underrate them, but I mean, this is also the good thing about being Australian and just sort of knowing that, you know, on the NBL roster, there's still fucking talent. 
And there's plenty of talent all the way around the world. We don't have the uh, USA blinkers on. So it's a good one by Matty. Uh, for Dan Drosher, yeah, nah, US probably lose to Canada and Canada and deserve not to medal. Love Edwards and Reeves has great energy, but that team just sucks on D. Dan sent this one to me before US lost to Canada and did not medal. Dan Drosher, you fucking nailed it. Bang! They do suck on defense. The amount of points they kept giving up all tournament. Like, it's the same as like an actual NBA team. It's like, God, oh, we'll flip this switch where we get to the playoffs and then they get rolled by Miami. I'm looking at you, Milwaukee. <laughs> and Boston. Um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Jez Oz has a good one. It's an unpopular opinion today. I might uh, roll it into the one that I've got as well here. Now look at me, please. Oh, shit. It's actually mostly the same. All right. Jazz Oz sent this one. Hey, Jimmy, got a yeah, nah, that could be an unpopular opinion. FIBA ball is more entertaining than NBA. Yeah, nah. I'm not sure if it's because I'm missing NBA, but I feel the style of having to create layups, offensive hustle, and actual effort on the defense is refreshing. Yeah, nah. Unpopular opinion of the day. Yeah. Like, but the thing to me, if you sat down and watched, like, one of the FIBA games, and you like myself, are a fucking hardcore NBA nut. You have those moments of like, fuck, this is moving fast. And then you have that next sort of like, this is awesome. (laughs) The same thing is though, like a lot of the time the NBL tends to have like a similar vibe too. And even then, like these were flying by and it was fucking great. But I think it's the little tweaks, right? It's like the lack of timeouts, the lack of ad timeouts. Um, I know that you've got to fund your billionaire fucking league somehow. But this is a much more pure way of just enjoying teams going hammer and tongs. And it was fucking awesome. Like, just not the simple like dribble, dribble, threes, layups the entire time. It's like a little bit more sort of creative funky, weird offense. Uh, it's a little bit more grinded out, but you did see in this tournament like a lot of points being scored. And it was really fucking fun. So, Jez saying FIBA ball is more entertaining than NBA. I think as a basketballing package where you're like, just give me hoops. Yeah. As an entertainment package, there's a lot to recommend it as well because I feel like this is the sort of weird tipping point as a fan. Like, to burn, what, two and a bit hours, two and a half hours of watching an NBA game, it's just a bit fucking much. Of course, Feeber's only got the 10-minute quarters, but Jesus Christ. Like, that extra eight of an NBA game should not take an extra hour, basically, to play, right? So, yeah. It is really fucking fun. And every time it happens, we all love it. And then we go watch the NBA and they do these tiny little tweaks. They're like, look, we're doing stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you're not really, are you? I would much rather see way more limited timeouts in NBA and just like fucking figure it out, bro. And you know how long this timeout is? A minute. Shush. It's like, oh, but we need to put five ads in that minute. It's like, I don't really give a fuck. The package is way more fun as a hoop head. As an NBA junkie, I fucking love the NBA. I love the storylines. I love the history. I love the matchups. I love all the players. But fuck me. 
Some of them can be an absolute drag. It's like, dude, I just want to get through a 12-minute quarter. Why is this taking me 45 fucking minutes? Anyway, so there you go. How about an Outback Takehouse? It's Monday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, leftover from the weekend. We caught a fucking possum. Chucked him over the uh, old open roasting pit. He was a bit gamey, but he's fucking delicious. There you go, roast possum legs only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is... If the fucking USA is so bang on about being world champions, we should enter the top two world champions teams from FIBA into the mid-season NBA tournament and kick out the shitbirds from last season. That's right. Fuck off. If you're shit, you just got relegated and not getting any money for it, dickheads. Sucked in Detroit. And, well, I guess San Antonio and Houston would have to play off, but maybe the top three. And if you've got a player on that team... They've got to play for their country, not their club. Fuck yeah, let's go. The David Stern Cup is going to be gnarly. And then we can name it after me, because fuck David Stern, only an outback. Uh, I love putting the top two world champion teams, or top three even, into the mid-season NBA tournament. Uh, let them go against the old NBA players. That'd be fucking great fun. I would lose it. Serbia's kicking the shit out of Charlotte. <laughs> uh, Germany beating the fuck out of Washington. Isaac Bongas is going fucking hammering songs. All right. Uh, we do actually have a quick Patty Mills game day baller game day Twitter check-in because Patty has had a good one. So Patty has lit up his gear and there is... A massive array of Paddy Mills social gear based on the World Cup, and it's awesome. Uh, short intermission. This setback has presented us with a challenge and opportunity to grow stronger together. Best believe you will feel feel the full force of this bounce back. We ain't done. It's only half time. See you soon in Paris 2024. Hashtag Boomer Tough. Hashtag more to come. I would still run through a wall for Paddy Mills. All right, a couple of quick, sneaky NBA win over-unders for team wins for next season that I just wanted to uh, bring to your attention. A couple of shitbird teams from last year. And uh, I'm pretty interested by these numbers. The Nets over or under 37.5 wins. How do we feel about that? I feel over because I feel like the East is going to be like a shit show again this year. Of course, Brooklyn had Kyrie and KD for big parts of last season. They won 45 in the end. I think Cam Johnson, Nick Up, Bridges and co. 37.5 is a lot. There might be a bit of a dip, but I don't think it would be a big of, as big of a dip as you might think. Because you think about like Toronto this year, they won 41. The Pacers won 35. This year's version of the Washington Wizards won 35 games. I feel like this Nets team is still three games better than that. So I like the Nets over 37.5 at the moment. And as we sort of get closer to the NBA season and when we bring back NBA Australia after a couple of weeks off, which we'll have now, uh, we'll break down a whole bunch of stuff like this. And I feel like the Nets is right there. Houston under 31.5. I just... I can't see this Houston team 
despite spending one kajillion billion fucking dollars on Fred Van Vliet, the fight in Van Vliet, and Dylan punch me in the face, Brooks, in this Western Conference, is going to win 10 more games, 11 more games than they did last year. Like Jalen Green, Shangoon, they've got the rooster. Obviously, oh God, that ruins my throat every time. Uh, basically, to get to 33, that's what this year's Portland team was. And Portland packed it up basically in the second half of the season. I don't think this Houston team is as talented as that Portland team was when they had Dame and everybody sort of flying around, looking pretty good early on. I just don't like it. And the other one is the Spurs. I know Wemby's awesome, but 28 and a half, there's still fucking nobody else on that goddamn squad. Got to win seven more games. I just don't see it. But there's some first initial thoughts. They might change as we get closer to the actual season and we get a little bit more of a read on strength of schedules. Uh, some of the other roster moves that folks might make. Spit some interesting ones. Nets, Houston, Spurs, over, under, under. And there you go. Good stuff. There you go. That was the FIBA World Cup. Congrats to the Germans. Don't mention the war. Uh, we will not be back for a little bit. Uh, NBA Australia will continue. Ah, oh, geez, he's just lost the music. There you go. Uh, we'll have a little bit longer of a break before the start of the season. It's always fucking awesome to have a... Uh, Boomer-led FIBA, you know, or Olympic intermission and just pop back up and do a bunch of live streams and shows and stuff. But yeah, so we'll be back, you know, a week or two before this season starts to set you up for season 23-24 in only the way that we can. IAE, talk about the fucking Aussies and also a bunch of other shit. So good, good stuff. Can't wait. Absolutely primed for this season too. Cannot wait. Uh, because we've been diving in, like, you know, NFL started this week, so you can go check out NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. We are covering all of it. Uh, we will have our, well, we did two preview shows. We'll have another one this week, obviously, to wrap up week one. Uh, we do that weekly, and it's awesome. So you can hear me there all the time, and also every day on Code Bet Daily. Go subscribe to that as well. If you're into your betting, uh, that's what we do every single day. That's my job. And, uh... It's good times. Either way, NBA Australia, go follow that on Twitter, Facey, IG. We're all over the socials. Get around nbaaustralia.com slash shop and get your merch, get your merch. Uh, check us a rating and review on your podcast app, whatever one you use. Come on. You're taking the piss if you haven't done this already. Jesus. I've only done almost a 1,000 episodes and no one's. And you're not going to fucking rate the show. What are you doing? What are you doing, mate? What are you fucking doing again? What are you fucking doing, man? Anyway, uh, what else? Big thanks to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They rule. Good to see my buddy Josh the other night. Uh, how good were the baggers on Friday? Fuck yes. Anyway, hung out with him after that game. Anyway, check out their new band, uh, House Hats. Running out of time. That's their album. It's really good too. Big thanks. Go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Shadai, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Uh, Ramshackle Army, that's Gaz's band. They've got a show coming up. A couple of shows actually, so get around them. And smash all those bands on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. Uh, support, I don't know, Code Bet as well. Go check out the site. Uh, hold all tickets. It's a good podcast that Alex does if you're into the horses and shit. Uh, but yeah, we have an AFL show, an EPL show, NRL show. And uh, yeah, NBA. Anyway, that's it. We'll finish out today's show with a brand new Delhi review. He's going to talk about Ahsoka. Sure. And we... We'll catch you in a couple of weeks. What is it? September 11. Probably in about a month, actually. 
because the season starts a little bit later. So you're a bit around a month's time. I'll give you a heads up. All right. Speak to then, you dickheads. Look after yourselves. And until then, later, hosen. Okay, is it your old mate Dale over here just swinging by, just going, what the fuck was that, man? I'm just saying, look, if I had a fucking play in the FIBA World Cup, I'm not saying we would have fucking won, but I'm fucking saying we would have won. I would have shut down fucking that little German prick Schroeder. I would have fucking just knocked down a couple of threes against that fucking prick Luca, and away we would have fucking gone. I'm just saying. Instead, I've been sitting here fucking just, I don't know, Twiddling my thumbs, scratching my nuts, just hanging out in Miraburra at home with mum and dad, just doing fucking nothing, cutting laps from my mate Plugger. He's got his lowered VHS. What is it? VSHSV GTSR. Fucking that car is sick, mate. But yeah, it's only so many times you go down to the Park Hotel and shit, you know. So anyway, so yeah, to keep me from getting too fucking angry, the missus like, yeah, we got to watch that new Star Wars. And I'm like, fucking what? New? How many more fucking Star Warses are there going to be? These motherfuckers got to ha- stop having wars. There's so many of them. It's bullshit. And she's like, nah, nah, nah. It's like after them wars and it's like Ahsoka from that tally show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Anyway, it's pretty fucking good. So I give it like out of oh, 10 deli ones. I give it about a six doing. It's pretty, pretty entertaining. I don't know what the fuck's really going on. They keep talking about some Ezra prick. I'm like, who the fuck is who? And my missus, she's like, I don't know either. It's like fucking this chick's brother or some shit. It's from the cartoons, part of the Rebels and stuff. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm already too, thinking too much and I don't know what's going on. But either way, it's good to see some fucking pew, pew, pew and some fucking and so on and so forth. So, yeah, go check it out. It's on the Disney's. I uh, fucking loved it. Also been watching that Lakers telly show. I'm like, fuck, man, I would have smashed in the 80s. Oh, I'm fucking better than Kurt Rambis. That guy's fucked. Anyway, all right, that's it for me for this week. Uh, We'll catch us next time. Later, fuckers. Deal out.